You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Friday and welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and right now it's just me, but joining me in a moment well, in a few minutes is going to be Drake. You know, look, we are a we are a dynamic bunch. We're bouncing around a lot. It's the summer. People are on the road. People are busy. And just the way the way work schedules worked out, it, it just so happens that we were not able to all hop on the Zoom tonight. So we're going to give you sort of a mashup. You're going to start with me and then I'm going to pass it over to Drake. The reason I'm starting this, by the way, is Drake is more than capable of, of hosting a solo episode. But we have to start obviously, by talking about Bobby Bowden today. And uh, admittedly, I I hold it as a point of pride of how long I've been a Florida State fan. Now, I'm not going to pretend to have long-running memories of of things that I was five years old for. If you you listen to the pod all the time, you may have done some math and figured it out. If it's your first time here, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Glad you're here to join us for this relatively somber topic but I was born in 1992, so I was barely, you know, what, a few months old when Charlie Ward and the Knowles won the first national championship, and I was seven when we beat Virginia Tech. I, sorry, I, I look, I'm, I can't do this in radio voice, folks. I, I, I'm trying to project. I'm trying to give you the audio quality, but I, I've been a Florida State fan as long as I can remember. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably the longest running pillar of my identity. It doesn't mean it's my whole personality, but when I think about the things that define who Max Moody is as a person, one of those things is being a Florida state football fan. I grew up in Tallahassee. I went to my first game in 1994, a blowout against Georgia tech. I remember going to the Notre Dame game, probably, you know, in the late nineties was probably the first one I vividly remember. Uh, my parents obviously took me, I, you know, I remember, I remember parking in the, in the, the IM fields, the old ones and having to walk on my dad and be, ride on my dad's shoulders uh, to get, you know, to whatever that was, walk a mile to the game. And it's just a part of who I am. And, and consequently, Bobby Bowden is very much a part of who, I guess I am in a way, um, you know, I, I'm not big on celebrity deaths. They don't, they don't do much to me, but this one's going to hurt. And I think we've all seen that on Twitter, but he built something that has brought so many people so much joy and so much happiness. And I know right now times are tough and we all like to bitch about three wins and recruiting and, was Willie the wrong hire? Was Norvell the wrong hire? The, all, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I think this is kind of a moment to realize that all of that's kind of fucking irrelevant. What matters is that we all love Florida State. I mean, the only reason we fight with each other is because we love our school so much, because we love the university. We love the colors, garnet and gold. Uh, we love walking into Dope Campbell Stadium on a blistering hot day and sweating outside for four hours and screaming until our voice is gone to watch a bunch of young men uh, represent the brand that we all love. And that 
everything I just listed. I mean, the brand we love was was built into what it is by Bobby Bowden. Joe Campbell Stadium was built into what it is because of the success that Bobby Bowden had. The the walk from the old IM fields, you know, the new IM fields are fantastic. They're up to date uh, in the the middle IM fields, not the ones, you know, way out Jackson Bluff. Uh, College Town is what it is, probably in a way because of Bobby Bowden, because without Bobby Bowden, I don't know if you ever take a woman's school that had been a man, had let men in for like 15 or 20 years, had had like one decent football season and turn it into this iconic national brand. And you can love us. You can hate us. You may be a Gator that listens to this just because you like to scream at it, but you can't deny that Florida state is, is, is something bigger than just a college. I mean, there, look, there are 129 schools in the FBS and I would wager there are maybe five or six, maybe 10 that every single person you meet knows someone that's either a fan of went to, or is somehow affiliated with. I've lived all over a little bit. I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in uh, Northern Virginia for boarding school. I've lived in Washington, DC for five years, obviously now in Tampa. And whenever you tell someone that you went to Florida state, there's always kind of this, there's some connection there. It's not always good. Sometimes it's that they're rabid Miami fans or they're a big Notre Dame fan and they remember this game or that game, but it conjures up a certain image and it was all built by one man. I mean, when we say the house that Bobby built, it's not a flippant comment of, oh yeah, it's, yeah, we just call it that because it sounds cool on TV. It's a genuine thing. It's beautiful. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, he recruited a bunch of guys, built this vision for them, and within a decade had turned this school that, again, was a women's school into a national power. God, what a life. I don't know. I'm rambling at this point. But, Bobby, we're going to miss you, man. This is this one's going to hurt. I know everyone listening to this is going to feel the same way, but it's also beautiful to see what he built and see the legacy he built and know that some – 28-year-old kid is sitting on a bed right now with AirPods in recording a podcast that thousands of people are going to listen to because he was a great head coach. And more than that, he was a great man. So before I move on and stop giving my whatever these are, my my unfiltered thoughts, I, I want to tell my, my one Bobby Bowden story that I remember. There was some kind of team barbecue they used to do back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And my dad would would grill at it. I, I, I should have asked him what, what this event was. I don't remember. I just remember it was on the practice fields, probably like the last practice before the spring game or something. And uh, my dad was, took us and I had a little ball and I wanted to get signed. And at the time, my favorite player was Chris Ricks. Not my favorite player anymore, but I was a kid. I, he did front flips into the end zone. I didn't, I didn't know any better. And my dad took me over to meet Bobby Bowden. In short, in short, I got the autograph and I was meeting Bobby Bowden. And that was cool, but I couldn't conceptualize who Bobby Bowden was in that moment. And I remember I'm looking over and Chris Ricks is, is kind of there. And he just asked me, like, who's your favorite player, young man? I'm like, uh, uh, Chris Ricks, you know? And he's like, well, hey, you want to meet him? I'm like, he's like, hey, Chris, come on, come on over here. Come on over here, buddy. And he kind of introduced us and he got me an autograph and I thought it was the coolest thing that he took a minute to do that for some young kid whose dad was working the grill at a, at a barbecue. And that's just the kind of man he was, is he's not gone yet. He's a man 
he's a great man, great coach, man of faith, man of conviction. And it's going to be sad to see him go. Bobby, for me, Max is a human, as a, as a Florida State fan, speaking for the hundreds of thousands of us across the country and all the, the countless lives you've touched. Thank you for everything you did for this program. Thank you for everything you did for all the young men that you mentored, all the lives you impacted. And God bless you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do an ad read, uh, guys. I'm not, I can't spend nine minutes eulogizing one of frankly, the most admirable people that has impacted my life. And then tell you guys to go buy auto parts. Rock auto is great, but I'm not going to do it. Um, I, I'm going to try, I believe in celebrations of life. So I think the best way to celebrate it is to keep talking about the program that we all love because of the house that Bobby built. So not to take away from that, but I, I wanted to talk about something kind of lighthearted right now. We've got three guys up at ACC media days. We got Jordan Travis, Mackenzie Milton, and we got Jermaine, the album Johnson, three transfers, which shows you the culture Norvell's building, but y'all know I'm a big outfit guy. I really got on to Michael Alford a couple of weeks ago when we saw him at a press conference wearing black socks with brown shoes and blue pants. Let me tell you what, the boys did not disappoint this time. I mean, these players are dressed to the nines. They rolled up in suits and we get a little bit of everything. So they asked us to vote in the poll. The answer was C, D, all of the above, who looked the best, but I'm going to give you my opinion real quick. Mackenzie Milton, black suit. It looks like a greenish tie, which I think green is a solid accent. A dark green is a solid accent color for a black tie. I may be biased because I love every year to go to this event called the Ireland Fun Dinner. So I do the black tux with the green bow tie. So I love the dark green accent to the black. That's beautiful. He gets a point off in my book because he's got his bottom suit jacket button button. Now, folks, if you don't know, that's okay. But there, there's a simple rule of suit buttons. You go from top to bottom. You go sometimes top button, middle button, or the top button on a two button is always. Bottom button is never. It's sometimes always never. So when you're standing up, that middle button or a top button, if it's only a two button, is always buttoned. That bottom button is never buttoned. And when you sit down, you always unbutton the coat. Now, I want to take a half a point off for the half wins or not or the single one, actually it's a single Windsor. Uh, I'm a big half Windsor guy. It's a broader knot, but he doesn't have a super broad collar. So it works there. I won't take a point there. Then he's got the all black sneaks with the white soles. Now, oh man, that's tough for me there. These are actually really, I'm not a huge fan of the suits with sneakers, but if you're going to do it, these are great sneakers, patent leather looks good. I wish they had black soles. I'm going to take half a point off for that, but overall I'm going to give it, coordination of color he gets a 10 style gets a nine because of the white soles on the sneakers and the bottom button buttoned and i think outfit selection and overall swagger he gets a 10 so my boy's rocking 30 29 points right there well done mac next we go over to jermaine johnson my man nails the monochromatic he's got the gar the light garnet suit dark garnet checking to it so it was well, a window pane, which is checks, but they're wider. Then he's got an even darker garnet tie all against a white shirt, a wonderful tie bar stuck in there. 
I love the earrings, you know, like I think jewelry, especially on men can be a little ostentatious, but they're just the right amount that they add some swag. I, I am going to take a point off for the shoes. You know, he went with the, the studded patent leather sneakers. Oh, and my man's rocking some cufflinks. Okay. Look, if you're going to wear cufflinks, you got to wear an extra half inch length on the sleeve and show a little bit of cuff. So you see the cufflinks and Jermaine Johnson does that. Yeah. This man is a pro when it comes to dressing. Uh, I don't love the shoe selection, but that's what's in style. So uh, my man gets a full 30 points. He he knocked it out of the park, dude. Lastly, we got Jordan Travis. First of all, he gets a bonus point. Just He, he has the stance of swagger. Just looks great. He's going to lose a half a point um, because he did have the bottom button buttoned, but I love the Navy on Navy. Again, the monochromatic, and his shoes are the best of the group. He's got... Brown shoes, dark, a darkish brown that run into an even darker brown on the toe. These are brogues. Okay, so they're wingtips. They don't have the hard end cap. They've got the longer wingtip, which if you're going to go with a wingtip, that is the way to do it. And look, the devil is in the details, nails it with the laces. You know what? I'm going to give McKenzie Milton a half point back for the White Souls. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a tie between Travis and McKenzie at 29 and a half. But Jermaine Johnson's my winner. So well done, buddy. Now, folks, I'm going to pass it over to Drake to take us home. Again, it was wonderful talking with you all today. And I look forward to bringing you all the energy once again every single day next week. I'm Max. Drake's up next. Buddy, take him away. Thank you, Max, for that wonderful, wonderful little segue. And leave it to Max to have me on the verge of tears with the discussion brought about. And I was really glad he did that. I know from all three of us, what the program has meant to him. And I think it was best for him to actually speak for all three of us. And it was great. And leave it to him for making me almost cry to making me almost laugh with his little fashion stuff. For those of you who don't know, I'm a big clothing guy as well. And I mean, he's, I, I will give him, he's a little bit of a hater when it came to Jermaine Johnson's shoes. I mean, they are Louboutin red bottom flats. So maybe they're not sneakers, but they border on the best for dress shoes. But I do agree with him. He did look the best out of all three of them. Now, folks, I want to keep a little more lighthearted. I'll try to get you out of here little quicker but there was some good news today as well for Florida State football we actually did land a pretty solid commitment in my personal opinion with the quarterback out of Tennessee in the 2023 class Mr. Chris Parson Chris Parson actually is originally from the Texas area he did play in the state championship two years ago in a little not mop-up duty but the quarterback he replaced did get injured and he actually did show out I believe he also he almost brought them to victory but unfortunately he came up a little bit short and he is a recent transfer to Ravenwood Tennessee in Brentwood now, for real, for those FSU fans who are really deep in the weeds when it comes to the team, there was another uh, talent that came from Brentwood, and that was one the one only Mr. Jalen Ramsey back in the 2012 class. And I like this kid a lot, actually, Chris Parson. One, he has a cannon. He has a bomb. There's a great highlight. There's a great highlight tape actually out there on 247 right now where he actually just throws the ball like I want to say 60, almost 70 yards downfield. And for a guy with his size, who's He's a little bit smaller. That he's just, that's something that you you really really need in this upcoming class. Two, he's super athletic. The man is 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 comfortable with going outside the pocket, running in between the tackles. Like he, there are some plays honestly there that make me think that he definitely has a little bit of Deshaun Watson's game with him. Now I'm not saying he's Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying that at all whatsoever. That'd be Deshaun Watson was one of the best college QBs that we saw the past ten years. But he has that sort of swagger and that sort of like fearlessness when it comes to actually you know going in between tackles, using his legs for more yards to extend the play. And he's someone that I'm actually very, very excited about. Now, I am I am typically the guy that actually does tell you guys, folks, it's 2023. 
But typically with quarterbacks, you want them to commit early and commit often. And that's typically because QBs, they always settle on their coach much earlier than other than other positions. And they also are the ones that typically recruit for your team. You saw that with Jeffsons when he was committed here and then committed over Georgia Tech. You saw you see that right now with AJ Duffy. So having someone in the fold this early is actually huge for us because the wide receiver class for 2023 is extremely, extremely deep. So right, so I commend Mike Norvell and also with Coach Dillingham as well that they are they are building something on that offense that is just you know second to none. And I'm actually really, really stoked about that. And I mean, y- y'all know me; I was a little more harsh on the coaching staff when it came to recruiting, but right now, especially on the offensive side of the ball, it looks great. And I'm actually super excited. And this is someone that actually like he definitely can push that room forward moving forward. And he like. I'm actually just stoked about it. I mean, you can tell like, I'm, I'm at a loss of words a little bit, but he's someone that could definitely push someone like Tobe Purdy out. He can challenge A.J. Duffy. I don't think he's the same sort of you know polish as A.J. Duffy. He can also be smaller, but he is definitely someone to watch out for, and this is such a such a huge commit. And honestly, I would be really – I wouldn't be shocked if he actually – what the word I'm looking for right now is reclassified. And for those of you that don't know, reclassification for these kids is where – if you're a 2023 kid, you can say, hey, you know what? My credits are all done with school. Let me come into 2022 class. Now, I'm not saying that I'm in the know and know that he's going to do that. But if you have someone commit like this and you don't have another option at QB right now you're looking forward to ever since we lost Nico Marchio, this is someone that you definitely want to look out for for that reason. And I'm pumped. And we talked about earlier this week that the quarterback room is the best that's looked for in a very long time. And this just goes to show the premium that quarterbacks that we haven't had since Jameis, since DeAndre Francois when he first came in as well. And and look, that's the primary position right now on our roster that's going to take us back to where we want to go. That take us back to where, where me and Max were in school, where we were dominating teams by 20 points. We weren't losing to Miami by 40. And it just goes to show that that this program from top to bottom has done a near complete 180. I say near because we're still waiting on the returns on the football field as, you know, we, we have a standard because the standard over everything. But you can see from the way we approach recruiting, the way we approach administration, boosters, everybody from top to bottom, from the the AD to the Moore Center, to you know between those hash lines, that it's different now. And I am extremely stoked to be with my two best friends to to see that future unfold, and to also be with y'all to see what the future holds for the rest of us here uh, as Florida State fans. And I'm stoked. Max is stoked. Holly's stoked. Stacy's stoked. And you know we're also all stoked for. The new lemon cheesecake from Built Bar. Built Bar with nine, ten delicious flavors now. Head on over today. I have personally a variety box actually in my desk right now as we speak. And I have the new lemon cheesecake coming into my house. I also send a max little carrot package to the peanut butter brownie. But head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% off your first order. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And folks... They're the official sponsor of the U.S. track and field team. If it's good enough for them, trust and believe it's good enough for you. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Well, folks, thank you guys so much for stopping by for, you know, we, you know how much that we love doing this for the rest of y'all. We we started this off as a small little podcast called Old Anonymous and with two of, our, two of my best friends, and it's just grown every so slightly, and it's really weird now that we have fans. I know typically Max is the one saying thank you, and I – I don't get to do it as much, but I'm just equally as thankful for all y'all's support. And 
Come back next week. We're going to discuss there's a big visit weekend coming up. Actually, I think two of the biggest five-star DBs in this upcoming class. Not No, sorry, not the upcoming class, in the 2023 class will be there. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a few kids pop this weekend. I know uh, Elijah Pritchett will be there, and he's been to FSU, I want to say, three times in the past two months. And I'm a big believer in you know following the visits. You will see if the kid's there more than two or three times in a, span, in a short span. That's typically when you know that all it is at the point now is not if, but when. And also, we'll discuss you know the ACC meetings that, that, that did happen today. I'm currently waiting on some audio given from Candace Cooper over at Locked on ACC. She was there for all of us there, and she asked some great questions that, that we really wanted the answer to, and she was able to provide with us. So for, for that being said, thank you all so much for the love and support. And as always, if you can, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, either on our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. For Max, for Dave, I'm Drake. We'll see you next time on Locked on Seminoles. We love you, Bobby.